Resurrection Euphoria Matthew 28 1 NKJV Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. By God's grace, Jesus tasted death for all of us. Hebrews 2 9 NLT What we do see is Jesus, who was given a position a little lower than the angels, and because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Jesus tasted death, he experienced it fully with all of his five physical senses. Thankfully, he stayed true to his call and assignment in its toughest requirement. Philippians 2 6-8 NLT, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. 7. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, 8. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus is God, but he didn't use his royalty or his position with God as an excuse to shirk what his father called him to do. He remained humbly submitted to his father's will. After being strengthened by the angel in prayer, he meekly underwent the shocking ordeal of wrongful arrest, false trial, public disgrace, and state-sanctioned murder. Jesus remained focused, as he knew what was at stake. Hebrews 2 9 KJV, by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Jesus didn't die for himself, he died for every man. This is what makes his resurrection such an astounding success. When Jesus died, he died as you and as me. He was carrying all the punishment and consequences of our fallen nature, sin, sickness, poverty, alienation, rejection, fear, etc. So when he arose as the firstborn from the dead, he demonstrated that all of that is now legally non-existent. Legally and truly, God annihilated our old nature in Jesus's death, and then resurrected us with him. Romans 6 6-8 NLT, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. 7. For when we died with Christ we were set free from the power of sin. 8. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. Now, in Jesus, we are completely new. This is God's new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 17 NKJV Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Jesus was the firstborn from the dead. Revelation 1 5 NKJV, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Our new birth, when we are born again, is connected to Jesus being the firstborn from the dead. We are born again in him. This is the greatest news that could ever be heard by any human. No wonder the earth shook on resurrection morning. Matthew 28 2-4 NLT Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. 3. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. 4. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Jesus was resurrected. Heaven was rejoicing. A great revolution was happening in the spirit realm, the earth shook. God's angel rolled the stone away from the tomb in the ultimate act of triumph. Death was defeated for all time, Jesus was reinstated as Lord and given a name above every name. A new day dawned for the entirety of humanity. Full reconciliation with God is now possible. What's more, in an absolutely astounding stroke of genius and accomplishment, through the new birth, 
God is not only able to forgive us, but can completely remove every legal claim that our old sin-addicted nature even existed, let alone is still liable to punishment. What a day of joy and victory! God's mighty angel prompted the women to observe the tangible facts and proofs of Jesus' resurrection, and then to be the first heralds of the gospel. Matthew 28 5-7 NKJV, But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. 6. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. 7. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee, there you will see him. Behold, I have told you. As they ran to break the news of the gospel, I can imagine them feeling overjoyed and somewhat overwhelmed. Is this really happening? Could Jesus really be alive? Suddenly, their joy and bewilderment must have increased to flabbergasted fever pitch and effervescent euphoria. Matthew 28 8-9-8 And they went quickly from the tomb with fear and with great joy, and they ran to tell his disciples. 9 And behold, Yeshua, Jesus, met them and he said to them, Peace to you, but they came and held his feet and they worshipped him. The resurrected Lord Jesus met the women face to face, as they were obediently running to share the gospel. Without even knowing the full ramifications of all that he had achieved for them in his death and resurrection, the immediate response of the first gospel preachers was worship. They simply fell at his feet in overawed surrender and adoration. This truly is the right response and should be our only option, worship, wholehearted gratitude, and humble surrender to the one who's surpassing humility, love, devotion, and sacrifice. When we realize what Jesus saved us from, and what his new birth brings us into, our complete appreciation and reliance should overflow into eternal devotion and submission. Jesus is Lord. He is the firstborn from the dead, he will always be preeminent. Colossians 1:18 NKJV, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Today, I encourage you to meditate in these passages until the reality of just how good the good news is dawns deeply in your heart. Think about Jesus, what he went through, and then how he triumphed in his assignment to rescue us completely from the devil, the world, sin, and sin's consequences. I can only rejoice and praise when I realize how he literally pulled us out of an inescapable, hell-bound destiny with his own tears, blood, flesh, and self-sacrificing determination. This was the outcome of his worship. What in response should be the outcome of our utter gratitude and worshipful surrender to Him? Will you run like the women on resurrection morning to bring word to those who so desperately need to know that, He is risen? You can be forgiven and reconciled to God. Woo-hoo! Praise the Lord! Matthew 28 16-17 But the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Yeshua had appointed them. And when they saw Him they worshipped Him, but some of them doubted.